Noah slings Elijah Kings, but the rest of the team are ding-a-lings. You're listening to Can't Read, Can't Write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by guy who subjects himself to the whole thing, Kevin Gregg. And guy who definitely watched the whole thing, Alex Plum. Uh, hmm. This is one of those weeks <laughs> where you prove mm. your fandom. Yeah, you down with the ship. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or for fellow sur- survivors of trauma, you just don't engage. Don't engage. Oh, Why engage? Yeah. Why engage? Are you rubbing a lime between? I am r- well betwixt, but I am. I am softening this. Are lime you gonna- so I can? Are you gonna like gnaw the rind? I was off gonna of gnaw the thing? rind, and then once I got to the the actual meat of the food, I was gonna just pour it into my eye. Yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. That's what we were all doing for four hours on Saturday. Um, <laughs> Some of you, anyway. Truly, these games are getting impossibly long too. Um, but thank you, of course, everyone for listening to the podcast. If we could ask a small favor, though, please share the pod with Spartans in your life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartners Who Are Pod. Uh, I think we have some new kind words, but I'm not going to go find them right now because we'll do it later. Greg, uh, yeah. what are we what are we going to do for the show? What's the story? Well, first, I'm opening up this beer. Because it's one of those weeks. Uh, We're going to talk. We're going to go behind the green wall where football always leads. Um, And uh, maybe we uh, just drink until our hearts stop. Uh, Then we'll talk briefly about basketball. And then truly the, the, uh, the most important sport on campus now, soccer. Both men's and women's played this week big wins. Uh, Hockey didn't make the list, uh, by the way. Despite split with Bowling Green. Moving on. Uh, Uh, Volleyball, who we've been covering, let's just say real quick, uh, lost twice to really good teams, but um, made it fun for seconds or two. Kind of like the football team. I would say volleyball had a better outing, but we'll get to football. Uh, then we'll go off Grand River. Um, uh, Draymond's in the news, uh, so we'll discuss. Uh, and uh, and there's other things going on in the wider world of sports and entertainment. So we'll cover that. We'll preview Wisconsin. And then, as always, we will take those Twitter questions, uh, which are kicked off by listener Mike Jones, who has outfit the podcast with the alcohol. That you yeah, I, I made the executive decision when putting the Twitter questions in that um, if Mike Jones is going to continue to provide us with alcohol, then Mike Jones should go first. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's only fair. fair. That's only fair. You should uh, probably, we should just kick off the podcast with Mike Jones questions. Frankly, I'm, um, I'm wondering why we don't say this is can't, we can't write presented by alcohol supplicant, Mike Jones. But we'll, we'll talk to B list if we can fit that in on the logo or something like, ah, there it is. Figure that yeah. out. Yeah. Um, anyway, Jonesy, uh, <laughs> how did you feel about this football game on Saturday against, uh, Leo Ohio state? Universitat. Yeah, so it's interesting because I the the fan base level of meltdown about the game was on par with the last few games, which is confusing to me because yeah. it's Ohio State. So like you can't 
say, oh, we're going to get murdered, and then weirdly do better than the previous weeks? <laughs> this is less bad than... I, I will die on this hill. This game was less bad than Washington or... Uh, Minnesota. Or Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah. even less bad than Maryland. Um, maybe. Like, when C.J. Stroud's out there... Like basically CJ Stroud has been favorite. She's CJ Stroud will go through his entire life knowing that whenever he wants to throw a touchdown against Michigan state, he's he just can. able to do that right. um, through six of them on, uh, yep. on mm-hmm. Saturday. So, and last year he threw, I think it was 42 of them. If I remember correctly, I don't have the, uh, the numbers. I think that was in the first half, Kevin, yeah, first half, 42 touchdowns in the first half for CJ Stroud. So, uh, I, we got, we got some guys back all of a sudden Jane reads a player again. We saw the Jane Reed Yord in the, in the first quarter a couple times. Uh, then he got ran into another bench and that was the end of that. Uh, but wait, that was, did he get hurt again? No, really? No, oh, okay. No, he did not. He did not. Um, but there were moments, um, you know, if, if it wasn't for that total blown coverage, um, touchdown where like Angelo gross and was it Chuck Brantley or Chuck Brantley ran to have yeah. like a hug as soon as the, uh, as they were doing the a job. Was, yeah. They were jobbing. They were, have, they're close. Um, if it wasn't for that, maybe it would have stayed a bit of a game for a whole half instead of just a quarter. But, uh, that really took the air out of everyone's sales. I'm just like, Oh, that's right. This uh, team will not compete against Ohio State. Go on. Mm -hmm. Go on, CJ. Throw your four more touchdowns. I think, too, what is disturbing, um, I mean, so notwithstanding garbage time touchdown against the third string of Ohio State, uh, the offense put up six points. Um, The uh, And the uh, (laughs) Bryce Berenger... God among men forced Ohio State to have multiple drives that were over 75 yards long. But but what's problematic is I believe on over five touchdowns, that's 35 of their 49 points, uh, Ohio State went over 75 yards to score. Do you sure. think C.J. Stroud is uh, uh, Bryce Berenger's like biggest fan, like pad those stats even more. Yes, like it's less you, my fun right. if you take over the ball on your 40 yard line, like right. the, you can't, you can't even throw right. that, that many yards. There's only 60 right. to go, but right. when they get the ball on the, the five yard line, then yep. they've got 95 to go and you get way in front of everyone else in the Heisman uh, rankings that way. Well, Bryce Behringer is a thoughtful guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can we, can we talk oh, about yeah. Well, well, now that we're on special teams, I mean, I think it's worth saying that Jack Stone needs to be pummeled to death with a hammer, or I don't know, it was, it was a, a blunt, blunt object. As soon as that took place, I was like, "Well, I know what we're talking about for ten minutes." <laughs> <laughs> that I, one, that one point really a, a difference maker. You both have been apologists for this sorry sack of shit, and I need it to be explained to me. How it is, is it that, that the guys snapping the ball to him hate him? I mean, Hank Pepper wasn't even in the game today. 
And I so at least in the past, there have been legitimate excuses for why Jack Stone, like it got snapped right to him instead of the placeholder or <laughs> the you know the left hand side of the line just said nah sat down <laughs> yeah but yeah. but no plum the floor is yours this one was on him this one was on him i there are so many things that are going wrong and for someone as highly touted which again who cares seven if you're stars at, yeah who cares if you have all nine stars available in special teams it, it, it if you i mean i my god I can't. The point after try is free money. And when you fuck us, you get fucked. So I don't know what to do with Jack Stone. Uh, if he had any self-respect. Say more. I better not. He okay. wouldn't be playing on this team anymore. Let's just say that. He owe, he owes it to this team to resign and in ignominy. And that is what we all deserve. So... And to maybe to pick up a stone and just walk out into the middle of Lake Lansing. I think maybe he just needs to do some film duty from a scissor lift is sort of what Plum's getting at. That's what I've been saying. Go down to LSU, Jack. Go on down to LSU on a hurricane force. On a hurricane day. On a hurricane day uh all right so we, we got we got embargo that that joke at a certain point I, I think we might go to that well a little bit just well people too need to remember them? never forget too never many. forget uh now that we got jack stone out of the way though uh i do i saw some halfway decent things from jay johnson um yeah <laughs> plum's face uh, so we can't run the ball. We'll let's, we'll talk about running in a second, right? But it is clear before this game, we can't run the ball. Yes. And so Jay Johnson was taking advantage of an alignment that Ohio state was putting out there where they were giving a cushion off a of Trey Mosley in the slot. And so he just had Peyton Thorne throw the ball to Jay, uh, Trey Mosley, who, you know, would pick up. Four to five yards. It was what it was. And that's great. Like, as a first down play, that's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, it, you know, and early in the game, you may remember um, that last year we saw a lot of Jaden Reed sort of running a, a halo, uh, like a, you know, uh, back behind the quarterback on a motion. Um, we haven't seen that this year, obviously, because Jaden Reed's been hurt. Mm-hmm. But we saw that come back. Uh, so there was just better play calling out of Jay Johnson than we saw the last couple weeks, Minnesota and Maryland for sure. Mm. Um, and, and so that was a bit encouraging. Uh, it doesn't seem like to me, despite getting our faces kicked in (laughs) that the team quit playing ever. Uh, it, I just, I don't know how long I expect Guys like Darren Harmon and Maverick Hansen, who are, I think, played 60-some snaps on the defensive line. Like, I, I don't... That's a long time to be playing interior D-line. Yeah. I, like, and and so you got to wonder what, what those guys have left in the tank for the rest of the season, certainly for Wisconsin. Um, but, yeah, I, you're starting to see some of that, like, we're putting the best guys we have out there in an ideal world those two guys are 
seen maybe 15 snaps a game. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know who should be seeing 15 snaps a game right from the top? Eli Collins comes out. He takes yeah. two rushing attempts, ha- gains more yards than yeah, let's talk Jalen about Berger did over four rushing attempts or, or five. Uh, his Oh, yeah. He nets out. Jalen Berger takes five attempts, nets out to seven total yards. Eli Collins takes two, nets out to nine total yards. This was a uh, rough rushing. Generally, was rough, but I don't know what Eli. Maybe Eli in in uh, practice just gets handed the ball, and then you just see like the yellow start to dribble down his leg or something like that. <laughs> I don't know what could be happening. <laughs> in practice to stop this man from getting the ball in games, but he is clearly the best option at running back right now in game time situations that I've seen. Uh, and I don't understand why we're, why we're sticking with Jalen Berger at this time. Yeah. I wonder if I can pull up his season stats. I don't think Eli Collins has lost yardage on a single attempt this year, which is a, Miracle, basically. Uh everyone yeah. else has. So I I don't understand that. But other than that, it you know, like I said before, it was nice to see Jalen Jaden Reed get back to his old self a little bit. Trey Mosley had that one uh that one you know uh possession basically. Yeah. Uh, that one series is what I should be saying. Keon Coleman ran some routes. Willie Carr can't hold on to the ball. Yeah, so, but six points. Like, the offense put up six points. I, I mean, we can, we can complain. It, like, I, Greg, I, I was saying this to you. The fact of the matter is that unless, I think you pointed out, unless you're Iowa, um, that you can that that a Mike Leach, which is to say someone who's going to do a shootout, Aaron. can win. Yeah, can win a game, but Kirk Ferentz can't. Right, like mm-hmm. that. The idea being that you have to have offense if you want to win games, and and so you know, were we ever going to go toe to toe offensively with Ohio State? No, but you could do better. I, yep. Like I, it's it is it is far too simplistic to just come down on the defense and it not to say the defense was terrible, yeah. But it, it, that it, it is this team is not very good. It is it is <laughs> it is in every phase of the game, which is why it, it you know I, I I hate to come back to it, but like this conversation about being coordinators. Where, that where, it. where are we getting better? We have to get better in some element of every game. Every game we have to get marginally better. Otherwise, Scotty Hazelton has to go with Jack Stone to LSU for the next hurricane season. So we have to, there has to be progress. Their million dollars a year means you have to have progress. So Jack Stone is regressing. Where, where is their progress? Where where is their prop, please? Well, 
this was never going to happen in this game anyway, but it's definitely not the secondary. Secondary got annihilated, but... I mean, but hold on a second. A to to be fair, and that. that's right. That's right. So Ohio State, I mean, but but they have to have something. There has to be something. Did the secondary do anything? I I have... This is the piece that's really hard for me, is that I don't know that with... Because it, it, this isn't a Henderson, Snow, and Slade anymore, yeah. like being hurt. Like it is worse than that by a lot. Yeah, that I don't know that it's quite easy enough to say where the progress is coming, because I think you're looking at some dudes playing who are far enough down on the depth chart that I, you know, if yeah. it, th- there's a long way to catch up. Yeah. 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 And it, it does look, my understanding, uh, reporting from the sidelines, Slade and uh, Henderson were both dressed. I don't think that means or, anything. I okay. think it's because they're both Ohio guys and it was Ohio State and this is their last year. I think that's all that was. Hmm. Because okay. when Mangum went down, Henderson was not available. So we went with a, maybe Justin White is on scholarship now, but formerly not on scholarship, at least player. Um, I Plum, to your point, I, I guess uh, we didn't sit down on the left hand side of the line on an extra point and the long snapper correctly snapped the ball to the placeholder. Hmm. That's a week over week improvement. I, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, the, the run game isn't getting better. If anything, it's regressing. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and honestly, actually, if you take power five, if you just look at power five opponents, it has been so abysmal at every, at every turn that I don't know how you could see I, it's what progress. Yeah. Like, it's not even fair to say that we regressed. We beat up on Western. Who's maybe bottom middle of the Mac and Akron, who is uh, perpetually trying to define the bottom of the Mac. Like, mm. It's just, we're bad. Yeah, it's a bad team. Um, but the next team we play doesn't have a head coach. They have an interim, so maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about from this game? Yeah, uh, two things. Okay, go. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Jaden Mangum uh, yeah, getting hurt. Scary so, moment. yeah, really scary moment. Um, goes down. Uh, it is very clear that he's not moving the cameras lingered for a really long time to the point where I'm like, am I watching at a, in a live person right now? Um, it does seem like uh, these broadcast crews have started to like put our nose in it. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. you like this sport? Well, now yeah. you get to see the violence. We're not going to commercial. We're not bailing you out on this. Yeah. Sit in this. You unpleasantness. Sit in this. <laughs> uh, but so, um, and and thankfully is okay. Returned to the game after. I mean, truly, it it for a while it looked like is there a dead person out there? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know they eventually were were trying to you know they they took great care, put him on the board, you know, immobilized his his head and neck, um, got him to Sparrow, all checked out, great. That's what on I, sideline, but by, yeah. by the end of the game. What I do want to talk about though is targeting, and because the the purpose behind the targeting rule is about removing certain 
kinds of behavior that is risky, inherently risky, uh, both for yourself and the person you're striking. And the the thing about what happened to Jada Mangum is that he made a heads up hit on the ball carrier. Who, Travion Henderson. Travion Henderson. This isn't, and what I'm about to say is not taking a shot at Travion Henderson. Every running back does this. But what Travion Henderson did was do the very thing that you're not allowed to do on defense, which is to say, put his head down, lead with the crown of his helmet, and, and you know, go forward, which then led to him striking uh, Jaden Mangum on the side of his face, causing Jaden Mangum's neck to snap. And that in a truly terrifying moment. And so my question is, if it's dangerous for someone to lead with the crown of their helmet on defense, how is it any less dangerous for someone on offense to do that? And I get it. You want your ball carrier to fall forward, yada, yada, yada. But if the point is, is that we're supposed to be coaching out through penalties, dangerous behavior, what Trayvon Henderson did again is not unique to himself. Every running back does this, but should equally be illegal. And we see this oftentimes in targeting penalties where the ball carrier at the last second lowers their head, resulting in mm-hmm. a strike to the head that, like, frankly, is more on the offensive player than it is on the defensive player. That has bothered me several times. But I guess, Plum, do you have something on this? No. I was... My... Other than the referees are never wrong. <laughs> yeah. Just to take the other side, I mean, what do you expect from a running back though like they have to get tackled which means that their head has to go down at some point they're leading the attack like a a defensive player can tackle from the side can tackle using different techniques do those types of things like it seems like any running back needs to kind of fall forward sure i don't understand what the like i get your argument I just think it's much more like I don't understand what the what the other option is, what the alternative is. In this There's case. absolutely falling forward is is you can't you can't stop that, right? Like that's you should do that. But there's a difference between falling forward and sort of missling yourself forward. Yes, he is a very aggressive runner, Travion Henderson. He reminds and me of yeah. You can run with your head up and then fall forward. Those are those are two different things, right? Like, so, you know, you talk about, you know, you want your running back to drop a shoulder. Well, if you're dropping your helmet to do that, like that you're putting yourself and the opponent in a compromising and dangerous position. Mm-hmm. So that that's my 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 only point is that it again, this isn't woe is you know, Jade Mangum and like, oh, we got jobbed by somebody here. No, no, no. I, I just, I think this is a, something that football is going to want to consider as maybe we should be trying to not encourage that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you could, you know, in instances where there's a head to head collision because an offensive player drops their head the last second, like you could make that a penalty. You could make yep. it offsetting penalties, in fact, Fine. and yep. just redo the down. Yep. Like, you know, so anyway, I didn't, I it didn't mean to make this a longer conversation than it needed to be, but all, uh, only to say that football is inherently dangerous, but to just chalk that up as to the violence of the sport when, you know, you could be doing something about it yep. um, is, and I know fans love targeting and head to head contact and like how that gets officiated, but um, it's, it, I don't know. I would rather us work through that than see more of what we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Saturday, because again, 
like, were they poking him to see if he was still alive? Like, I mean, it was, I was deeply concerned um, for a while that like we were, you know, going to be starting GoFundMes for a guy who, let alone his pro football aspirations, maybe had life altering injuries uh, take place Mm -hmm. for, for what? So anyway, um, the only other thing is the, uh, the media quotes about Mel Tucker getting paid are coming out. uh, And it's not just uh, our, our friends at Outkick anymore. Uh Um, Mm. So the, we we've talked about how Plum pointed out like where's the improvement. Yeah. Um, that's a, a fair question about coaching. I, I I'm kind of curious where you both are on. You know, it seems to me that it's an easy take about we're paying Mel Tucker for wins when I think it's more about the long term build of the mm-hmm. program. Um, but. I, I guess my question is, I, I think we're all united in that, like the idea being that we're building something bigger here and that's what he's getting paid for. Mm-hmm. The recruits coming in, elevating our talent level. But what about his coaching or staff decisions would make you pause and say, it's great you got all that talent, Mel, but I have some concerns about your ability to do this job. I know it's early, but... I... One of the things that we've always praised Tucker for is he has a plan, he has a process, and he is executing on that. Maybe not in wins and losses on the field right now, but in other areas, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the recruiting areas, the uh, the transfer portal, those types of things. So I like an idea of a process-minded coach. I think that you're better off just generally in life having a plan and sticking to it. That's going to make get you like, I'm a, I'm a C plus a B minus type of guy and having an approach and sticking to it. It's going to get you right in that neighborhood. At least that's going to be your like floor area. Um, I don't know what it takes to get like an A plus I've never been anyone's a plus. So I, I don't understand. We have someone from the honors college here. Mm-hmm. So I I kind of think that this contract locks us in and stops us from making brash decisions like maybe firing a Paul Chris. That might be something that they come to regret here in the future. But um, it certainly the the outcomes on the field are not impressive right here, right now. And uh, I think we probably need to see some changes uh, in the coaching staff, but he yeah. clearly does not feel he has no, he better. has no desire to change a thing, yeah. which well, can, that's what he's saying anyway. Well, which can only mean that he is, he is happy. He's that he's accepting. I mean, it's sort of this, well, there's something we can do about it. We don't have the talent. They're not good enough. We can't coach them to be any better. So the best that we can do is just continue to go out there, fill these young men with lollipops and smiles and sunshine. Um, oh, so you've, well, you've been at, at the practice facility where they're that's handing it. those things out. Lots of lollipops, lots of like slap the bag, slap the ass, just just happy, happy, fun, fun, happy smile times. Um Guys getting money, guys getting paid. That's fantastic. Really glad that we're paying players now. 
We are um, so happy. So happy. <laughs> so happy. Sorry for next year, Skies, because there won't be any of that next year. No one really wants you to be representing their brand anymore um, because you're not good. But so he's he's happy with that. He seems to accept that. Seems to think that these results are acceptable at that price point. That's one of the tensions for me. Even if Scotty Hazelton is doing the like is doing good, not the best that he can, but he's doing a good job. Like truly, we don't we don't think anyone's not working. This isn't a Jim Bowman situation. I don't I don't think that he's like Yeah, I I think he's doing what he can do. Uh, maybe I'll even say he's working as hard as he possibly can right. work. And if that's true, at a million dollars a pop, you have to quit. If you have any honor, you self-immolate on the field tomorrow. You do that because at a million dollars, this is not okay. If I <laughs> show me another professional who can have these results in their career making $75,000 a year and tell me how they're not fired when they walk into work tomorrow. I don't know. I've seen some spectacular. Radio Shack was around for a really long time. Like, I I don't (laughs) know. Those guys weren't pulling in 75. My point is just that that there is no, at the level, at the price point, at the expectation, at the entire industry that exists, Mel Tucker owes it to the universe to fire Scotty Hazelton and in three weeks fire Jay Johnson. Well, but Plum, I, I mean, in fairness, like what is, what's Mel Tucker supposed to say? Like, let's say, let's say he thinks he might let someone go at the end of the year. It's not like he would say telegraph. It'd be like emailing someone's, you know, I plan on firing you later to them in advance uh, by saying it in, in the press, but you know, and whoever yeah, the leader is that? of an organization like that should be deeply embarrassed and, and themselves probably resign. Um, so, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get That's it. Good. That's I would good. submit for someone failing so spectacularly like that time and again, like a, uh, that, that sounds like a Dave Brandon situation, leaves Domino's. The next thing they do is they launch a national campaign about how their pizza used to suck, but it doesn't suck anymore. You know, <laughs> takes over, <laughs> takes over at U of M, trashes that place, which was spectacular. I enjoyed every moment of that. <laughs> takes over Toys R Us, literally drives it to bankruptcy. Like, yes, like so the, you know, it, there All is precedent for this. Um, Honestly. He's but a role I do model like, of mine, I think. I yes. know. I know. Yes. Uh, I do like this Scotty Hazelton self-immolation situation. It's like the... The, the beard the beard is a fire starter. Yeah. yeah. I, you know. Wax it. It'd be metal. That'd be uh, So, all right. So, no one's at this point in turn, Hasn't time... Hasn't Scotty Hazelton's wife uh, retweeted us in the past? Or hmm. liked our stuff or something? Sorry, Beverly. Yeah. <sighs> Sucks She's suck. She's hardly the first recent jump onto the can't read, can't write train that's starting to learn that maybe that wasn't the best idea. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, friends from Ann Arbor. <laughs> it's going to get real weird here. 
you guys might like this now, but uh, for those that aren't paying attention on Twitter, uh, some very nice things were said about us this week by uh, certain elements of Michigan Twitter, and that we appreciate you know the listens and the and the and the, and the kudos, but um, you're not gonna like the podcast in two weeks. <laughs> But Maybe not. Even. You shouldn't like it now. We've even gotten an L. Pearson yet. Jesus fuck! We've been like, distracted by our own by our own garbage, and uh, they found them. They found their the little sweet spot, that little mm. window. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, all right. Long for this world. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll. I, I want to circle back to this. Maybe uh, end of end of year at least. Like, what's ninety five million dollars still look like? And yeah. uh-huh. uh, and and we'll see. I mean. Uh, and I guess signing day will tell us a lot too. But let's uh, real briefly: basketball practice has officially kicked off. Midnight Madness happened. Uh, it it looks like it was a great time. I think the notable thing is Malik Hall, with like anybody who's an upperclassman, uh, was named to the preseason All Big Ten team, um, which has uh, like fourteen people on it. So yeah, that's yeah, that's what I meant by anyone who's an upperclassman. Yeah, uh, it's um, the press is really saying. We're not quite sure. So here's people. <laughs> here's names you might recognize. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to doing a little basketball pivot here in the near future. Uh, Tom Izzo brought out the bangers zone coming back. Um, the classics. And by back, I mean, you know, never. Never. Never going to happen. Uh, but... The important thing is that this is a soccer school now. Plum, mm. tell the people what happened on the pitch this week. Oh, on the pitch. Look at him. We are a soccer pod. So proud. Plum Folks. is into touch. Into touch. Okay. You're, you're, you're getting there. I'm very proud to report that DeMartin Stocker Stadium on the fine campus of Michigan State University sold out. Never flood. Very dry. The driest record attendance at DeMartin for the Michigan State University women's soccer program as they hosted those homely wenches from Ann Arbor. Can we say that? I don't know if we can say that. I, I thought was that in, I I thought that was the internal nickname that they used. Um it's an endearing. It is endearing. It's cute They're when they say it. They're taking it back. That's right. They're taking it back. The homely wenches, yes, of Ann Arbor. Very good. Very good. And they beat Michigan 2-0. to zero. My friend Donovan, the referee. Donovan, if you're listening to this. God. I was waiting for it. I was like, wait a second. Oh, my God. Who the- <laughs> Lay off the hamburgers. <laughs> Lay off the burgers, Don. Jesus Christ. Used to be a svelte guy. Goes to show that the Big Ten, not the most discerning in terms of appearances of referees, at least on the women's list. Wow, but that's this is okay. It's okay. It is, and he doesn't listen. It's fine. And it's so, so it's just audience of zero. Don't worry. Don't worry. John McCoy does, and he knows exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm just looking forward to the text messages I'm going to get from him tomorrow. Let me just say this, though. It is great to see the women come back. They are doing so well. I feel badly for Tom Saxton, the retired coach of the women's program who couldn't do anything in all of his Quote, unquote, years. retired. But yeah. this guy, whose name I don't know and really am not going to learn, I am so happy 
these women are undefeated in Big Ten play. We're great to see it. Two to zero. Yeah, didn't they take down a ranked Penn State? Too? Ranked Penn State number six in the country on the road. So yeah. we are very proud of these women and cannot wait for them to bring home the Big Ten title, which Michigan State women's soccer has not had in a very, very, very long time. I like how every podcast has its own insider knowledge and niche, you know, like the, right. the, yeah. the LSJ guys, you know, they're, right. they're there in the press conference rooms. Uh, Jer, you know, is the source on hockey, hockey, everything. And we know that some of the officials in women's soccer are getting to getting a little soft around the middle. And that's, that's the edge that we bring. That's our niche. Don't worry. And that's why they keep listening. That's <laughs> why we're getting five stars, you guys. Yeah. Or two stars or one star. Or it's fine. It's they just fine. don't care for this. Everything's like our jokes about fine. The uh, all right, let's head off Grand River. But before we do, we need to say a word about our dear friend, Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. That is an E and a Z because it is easy to buy a home with Brandon Sands. Wow. Brandon Sands is with Gold Star Mortgage. And uh, Gold Star is a five- Fortune 500 company based in Michigan with over a billion dollars in mortgages done annually. What's great about Brandon is, as Kevin Gregg can attest to, he is easy to talk to. Wow. Uh, Serviceable. Service. The service is out of control. His wife listens to the podcast. She's probably already aware of this. If she's not, she's about to find out that during my refi, there were questions about the paperwork. So we had to call Brandon. He picked up the phone. He answered them very quickly. That was all great. The thing that was special about it is that his wife was giving labor right then and there when this took place. It's a Wait, true I story. Did, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was while she was in labor. And he answered the, he answered the That's phone. That's customer service. Yep. He yep. will service you no matter where you are or what you're doing. He lives to please easy <laughs> dads don't have a lot to do during that process right that's my understanding it's like that's right. it's a very very chill time yeah uh the point is that look you may be looking to buy a home now maybe you're thinking i'm gonna buy later on it doesn't matter that's a story worth remembering because brandon will be there for you when that time comes as i said he's with gold star mortgage uh, and his team has over 100 years of combined experience. They're licensed in 32 states and growing, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint that scores points on offense. That is to say they don't service <laughs> Iowa. Uh, he's consultative. He is there for you when you need him. And his rates are, you know, very competitive. Uh, and he carries all of the, uh, the different loan products. So uh, no matter your circumstances, Brandon has a product that is right for you. That's Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z, with Gold Star Mortgage. Check him out when you're ready to buy a home. All right, gentlemen, let's head off Grand River. We want to start with Fat Bear Week or? Guys, do we... this will be fun. Uh, it is Fat Bear Week with the National Park Service. Uh, every <laughs> year, this comes up, voting on America's fattest bear. And the reason that we're bringing up this time is there has been a massive shakeup. As all of you know, like four-time reigning champion Otis just went down this week. So wow. it is anyone's shot by poachers. That point. is just <laughs> sad. Very, very sad. God help us. It was a fern gully situation, actually. They just burned 
burned down. <laughs> also of note, there was a fat bear named uh, Bear 747, which seems <laughs> unfair. Like, you should not be able to be named 747. Well, if but he can even, fly, that's fair. Even 747's on the ropes right now. So it, it's anyone's fat bear week. So go look at the national parks on social media. Uh, they'll they'll point your way, point you on over to... Uh, to the uh to the rankings and to the votes and uh take a look at uh, take a look at our, our nation's fattest bears um, i hope that uh that that a certain someone who played for michigan state someday gains enough fame and notoriety that he too has a bear named after him someday yeah that's right um, so we go from the fat bears to what a man that was once known as the dancing bear yeah um, <clears throat> well look so uh there's no way around it uh, Draymond Green, uh, uh, punched Jordan Poole in a practice. Uh, that video, uh, was acquired by TMC. Uh, it appears to be some sort of verbal altercation. Uh, Draymond approaches and gets sort of, uh, chest to chest, if you will, with Jordan Poole, who then shoves him and Draymond Green clocks him in the face. Um, I think, you know, we, this podcast has been consistent since, uh, since Juwan Howard uh, attempted to assault Mark Turgeon and then Juwan Howard did assault another coach, that workplace <laughs> violence is not acceptable. Um, In fact, against- it's, we can call it the the Juwan Howard uh, mm. workplace violence rule. Yes. Um, this Which is, behavior is unacceptable. Yeah, I think the the tragedy here is that, that if only there had been clearer messages about in basketball – you know, striking other people. Mm. Um, but it's, it's clear that, you know, you can kind of just be let off with a warning. Mm. So what you think Draymond Green's going to miss four games and BD? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, it was a violent punch. Like this was mm. not, when you hear about like fights happening in basketball games and stuff, like this was, yeah, this was a shot and Jordan Poole took it on the chin. And uh, I I have to say, like. I'm kind of over like even Steve Kerr, who I really like, and usually I respect his point of view, came out this week and was like, I've seen fights over the years. We got to be able to keep this stuff in house. I didn't read all of his comments in context. I just saw the headline. Maybe there was more to it than that. Maybe he you should definitely talk. You should espouse on it then. Yeah. Uh, but I, this like whole, it's different because it's sports thing. Yeah, no, I agree. I'll give you like plus or minus a little bit. Like what's acceptable in a regular office environment is obviously not going to be acceptable. There's going to be right. more accepted in sports. Like football is all about just hitting people. Uh, you know, basketball, you know, you're bodying someone up, you're getting in there. You're, the way you, know, you talk to each other, in fact. Maybe, sure. You know, yeah. I, I'll give them like 20% more, 30% more, something like that. But to, it is not acceptable to just full haul off and clock just a clock colleague in the, face. Yep. in the face under these circumstances. Yep. Yeah. It's just not. And to to give us this whole like sports or different thing. It's just very eye rolly for me. It's, it's a lot like in 
when Me Too was really going, a lot of men Wait. in Hollywood okay. made <laughs> made this argument of like, you know, what we do is very artistic. What we do, like the oh, Jeffrey Tambor did this very thing. Correct, correct, yeah. and it, that also gets a huge eye roll from me. Like you, you get told what to say, you get told what to stand, you get put in a costume. Like, shut up. I'm, I don't, you're not that special. Uh, and I just, I don't buy it that like, there are some areas where this type of behavior should be accepted. I just don't, I just don't. Hmm. And he should miss several games. Should probably miss five, 10. I thought we were talking about the Juwan Howard rule. So that's why I was asking about four. (laughs) <laughs> ah, very good that was all done. Uh, uh but yeah I, plum what do you what do you got on this you guys named it um draymond green has been an asshole in the league i mean it's been six or seven years since he like didn't like crotch shot lebron james and, and like something didn't he do that didn't he get like a technical foul? i don't know he had that history when he entered the league Right. Of just being an asshole. Like he was way too aggressive with guys. He's definitely evened out a little bit in this season. He's a great guy off the court. I mean, no one would dispute the fact that Draymond Green has not had dust ups with the law. He's not out beating women with a belt. He's not. That we know about. That we, God, you're right. Fuck. But I, I, I just refuse to make promises about. No, that's right. No, no, no. That's right. That's actually right. I think you're absolutely right. So that we know about. But I'm just saying we don't know about it. And to date, Benefit that out, you know, the guy seems yep. to be somewhat classy, but this is your team. Like, I don't, and I don't know this guy, and I don't know what he said, and it probably shouldn't really justify it, but that was a big hit for some jawing. So, I, you know, whatever you need, Draymond, it probably is some time away. I would think that it, anything that money can buy to help you, you should be able to afford. So, you know, get some help, figure that shit out. Because it's not a good look. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, Plum. Because like he lost this situation. Like if some dude can get in your head that much that you got to body him up like that and you got to yeah. take a shot like that, like yeah. you lost that situation. Yeah. You used yeah. to pride yourself on being the guy that got people to overreact to you. Yep. In that way. Yep. The other thing, maybe we don't need to spend a lot of time in this. Maybe this is like a little bit tinfoil hatty, a little bit mm. overboard is like you brought up LeBron. It kind of brings up clutch sports. It kind of brings up like, as soon as yep. this happened, a lot of the guys that are represented in clutch sports, like Draymond got into the media and started, you know, started laying the groundwork yep. for how this wasn't such a big deal or even some stuff about how Jordan Poole isn't, someone that people like to be around. I don't need that stuff either. Yeah. I don't need you guys right. to be working those back channels, doing that garbage. Like I, I'm not. Well, I'm not a, I mean, yeah. In the same way that like, uh, you know, I've, I've made fun of uh, plum in the sense that like the, this difference between refs and cops is zero. Um, but journalists are the same way. The journalists will defend other journalists. Mm-hmm. And, and to your point, Greg here about like, this is a, this is what sports are thing. Get out of here. Like yeah. just, 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, I think if we saw a shoving match take place, like if the response from Jordan Poole's initial shove had been More sort shoving. of a, yeah, yeah uh, this is nothing, right? Like, yeah. and, you know, TMZ is not acquiring that video. Um, yep. it, or frankly, uh, it, it turns into Jordan Poole's the aggressor um, as the person who sort of made it the first, like, it, this is just a different, different story. And, and it is, um, fuck Draymond snapped. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, or it, he, he had decided in advance that Could he was going to choose violence. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. So we also, at some point, maybe need to come back to this whole new media, uh, yeah. concept. Cause we're going to have Graham on at some point before, uh, maybe we just have him on to talk. There about we it. go. Hey, columnist for the Lansing state journal. What do you think about Draymond's new media empire? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you have a very unbiased perspective. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I know, for we, those, I know we, for those that are listening, can't tell we have our own criticisms of this whole new media yes. concept. Uh, so anyway, unless, we'll get around unless it here. includes us. Uh, all right. Greg, tell me about Wisconsin and start with, is this game one that is maybe winnable? Well, here's the thing. So Wisconsin, of course, we all know, fires Paul Chris two weeks ago. Uh, they elevate their defensive coordinator, Jim Leonard. Uh, Jim Leonard, pardon me. Uh, and they go and play Northwestern. And Graham Mertz, who is a very mid quarterback like like properly wisconsin mid but uh, thought he was going to be good <laughs> goes and throws 20 for 29 with five touchdowns so you know that he's about to go like 40 for 40 on msu dropping like seven tds in the first half i saw a a hierarchy this week someone posted of like quarterbacks in the big 10 and i think it just should just have to get updated every week with like whoever's playing msu is number one like regardless mm, that's of right they are the rest of the time and i have very little doubt that this wisconsin offense is going to score some points like they converted on 10 of 14 third down mm. attempts against northwestern now fortunately northwestern's a bad team like they're one in five right now they're they are in worse shape than MSU is. So their one win is against Nebraska and in, in Ireland. In in Ireland. It's because cool. all of the Nebraska fans got distracted by the free beer and forgot to root for their team and they snuck one in. Um but uh one one thing worth keeping an eye on is this Wisconsin team is also pretty bad at like keeping its composure. Like they seem to have a lot of turnovers. They seem to have a lot of penalties. So that is a potential uh, thing. And that their defense itself is not that spectacular. You know, they've got some dudes over there. Uh, Herbig had a big game against Northwestern with a bunch of tackles and, you know, forced fumbles and sacks and stuff. But um, there's opportunity here is what I'm saying. Uh, and they just sort of basically they need to stop Graham Mertz from going off and this could be a game we'll see 
I'm, I'm interested awesome. in the fact that <clears throat> Graham Couch has the odds of victory in this game at only 40%, and I would like that to be explained given the season that Wisconsin is having. I, is this, I don't, I'm very confused by that, but it maybe is a testament to how bad we are, which anything could happen. What is Wisconsin's record right now? Are they two, three and two? They are old. Let me bring up old. They are three two. and three. Three and oh, three marginally, three. marginally better than we are. Well, I don't know. They're without a head coach. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the team hated Paul Christ. Paul his Paul Christ hated Paul Christ. So there's that. Have you seen his face? Yeah. If I had to look every day at that face, yikes. Honestly, though, couldn't tell the difference between him and uh, Greg Gard. Still can't. <laughs> That's fair. Still can't and don't care. They're just grown in a lab in uh, mm-hmm. in Madison. In what Madison. happens is they someone goes to the to the union, they mm. get the cheese curds, yeah. and they put the cheese curd in a Petri dish, and yeah. they just leave it in the basement of the athletic department for yep. a few years. That's not accurate. They throw a little vanilla on it first. <laughs> Good old vanilla cheese curd. And then Paul Christ comes forth out of a cocoon, a cheese curd cocoon at some point. Or a Greg uh, guard. But now they sent him back to get churned back into future cheese curds. So oh upsetting. So, yeah. so upsetting. Soil and green is people. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's do these Twitter questions. And as mentioned, listener Mike Jones is going to go first because he provides the booze. But I wanted to give a shout out to uh, a brand that he uh, he bestowed. It's the Devil's River uh, Bourbon Whiskey. That is a 90 proof uh, bourbon that is delightful. Uh, very smooth, uh, eminently consumable. Uh, and you'll you'll uh, you don't feel like you're hitting the 90 proof with it. It's great. Yeah, that's important to call out because it, usually it gets bottled at 80 proof. So if you're mm-hmm. drinking something 90 proof and it's still smooth, pretty good sign. Yeah, you're not getting heavy boozy on this one. Like it is a nice. Uh, it, it's a it, it's not overly sweet. I'll say that, but it, it's it's sweet enough to give you that bourbon flavor. Yeah, so. you're sneaking that you're sneaking that little booze in, and that's mm-hmm. that's nice. Give me a little. Give me what do you got, Plum? I am drinking. Tequila this evening, in fact, my good gentlemen's Camarena Tequila, silver flavored. I'm not exactly sure. That's flavored. a Blanco. <laughs> no, uh, we're only at 80 proof over here, but it is delicious. It has a um, creaminess to it on the mouth, which is pleasant. Mm-hmm. Uh, not overly harsh like many tequilas. Very, very drinkable tequila. In fact, I was sipping it with a little lime and now drinking it with tonic. Delish. Delish. Wait, tonic with tequila? Is this yeah. good? Try it. Tequila, tonic? Should Try I be doing it. this? Try I would it. do soda personally, but yeah. Try the tonic. Mm. If you like tonic, and I do a mm-hmm. lot, mm-hmm. chef's kiss. We... Uh, Mike Jones has given us a number of of gins. We should do a G and T week upcoming. I don't have any of those because somehow I ended up with every flavor. It's almost like maybe there was a gin that went somewhere else. Nothing mm. interesting. I've got several gins that I could. Maybe I'll have my own gin and tonic week. Next what week. if What if he was hoping that we were going to mix and match them ourselves? Maybe that was what happened. And we did, and you got 
all the best flavors, Jonesy. Anyway, the Twitter Mike Jones asks, is there a worse game time than 4 p.m. when you suck? You waste your whole day. Give me a noon kick under these circumstances. Uh, I do feel like Kirk Herbstreet was uh, asking himself, why do they have me covering this game? Yeah. Is, do we have a deal with ESPN where each Big Ten team has to be allotted a, a 3.30 or 4 kick? Like, I'm confused. Why is this the best pickings that ESPN had available? I don't, I don't know how this ended up happening. I'd also, like, in the third quarter, Chris Fowler was, like, basically, like, I don't know why anyone's watching this game. <laughs> is, is, like, I can call other games from here. I can, I can throw up the game cast and call another game. That is more interesting than this one. Uh, Plum, uh, this is the first of many iterations of this question somehow targeted specifically to you. (laughs) Anyone do anything fun this weekend? Yes. Yes, in fact, we did. Today, we filled a U-Haul trailer full of firewood. So we are set with firewood for the year, maybe the the decade. Um, we watched Hocus Pocus 2 with Jason's niece and nephew. Um, delightful Great. sequel. Highly, highly recommend as one who was there in the theaters when it was released in 1993. What? Oh, yes. My mom really? To see it as a seven-year-old, and I loved it then, and I love it now. Bye. I- I'm surprised by this. If you told me that your mom didn't let you read Harry Potter because of the witchcraft, I would have been unsurprised by that revelation. Well, neither of those things were true, it turns out. So, yes. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, Next up is J-Rel. Did Coach try and save face by saying he's not firing anyone, but will do so behind closed doors? I don't think so, J-Rel. I'm, I'm he's not gonna I don't I don't see the up like I don't see the upside in firing anyone right now you're not you're not changing Shiano entire... just did it Shiano just made a change in the offensive coordinator yeah so here's the thing if you have a problem with the system that MSU is playing you're not changing that midseason mm-hmm. that like that that's not changing and I don't know that anyone is saying that the play calling has been bad. I think they just don't believe in the system. If anyone is going to be, we're going to be criticizing about the play calling. It is Jay Johnson, right? Yeah. Um, I would also come after uh, Ephraim Reed and coach cap for why Eli Collins is not getting more run. That would be uh, like, if we're looking to target particular people, um, Harlan Barnett for why we can't get a recruit. Uh, Harlan Barnett just, generally ever since this florida state thing that he did a few years ago it has just been bad like yeah, some people are saying fire uh fire hazelton and put harlan barnett in and i'm like huh do you not yeah. remember what happened at florida state slash what is his position group right now yeah what are you talking about <laughs> and and wh- where where are any of the recruits he's responsible for mm-hmm. you can't on this same topic, and one that we've already talked about, uh, J-Rel also asked, second, why is Collins, who's been more effective in the ground game, getting passed over? Why fix what isn't broken and not fix what is? Doesn't it make more sense? Now, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Because we've had so many injuries. To keep Eli Collins whole. 
Oh, there we go. Playing so moves that, ahead. So that when we qualify for that, the only two win bowl game that exists, Eli will be able to also not play in that so that he's still healthy for whatever he does in the spring, like running on the treadmill or walking the dog in the park. I think this moving is moving on with his life because he'll no longer be here. Yeah. And, and won't he be happier? <laughs> for someone that's shown very publicly so much uh, loyalty to the program, yes. it does feel a little bit like the program is not reciprocating right now. Yeah, if, uh, and 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 that is and that frankly should cost Mel Tucker something, if for no other reason than this kid has stuck it out when he should have left, like all of his counterparts did, yeah. and we lost all of this collective coachable. Talent, maybe it wasn't the greatest talent, but Jesus Christ, what we have left certainly isn't better. But no, you're right. Let's not play him. Anyway, last up from J. Rel. Why aren't they utilizing Baker, Bar- sorry, Barker and Carr, but Hunt more? Yeah. Does Barker have more carries than he has catches on the season so no, far? No, no, no. Barker's been crushing it. Uh, okay. The... Uh, like, yeah, he did not get pull, a touch in this game. Pull, pull up his that though. Pull up his if you can, because I, I promise you it's it's halfway decent. Uh, but JRL, I, I want to address this. I, so the the thing is, um, we can't run, and uh, if you're gonna put someone in at the tight end position who can block for a run, it is gonna be Tyler Hunt or Barker. Uh, and and Malik Cars had a, a case of the whoopsie doodles uh, when it comes to catching the ball. Uh, so, like, I know Malik Carr was was candidly hoping that he was gone after this year for the NFL, but uh, Daniel Barker has looked like a pro tight end, um, and Tyler Hunt has looked effective, though he's also had some whoopsie doodles with the ball. Did you Let's get him, Greg? Uh, yes. Barker has 11 receptions on the year for 122 yards and I'm one touchdown. Um, trying to find what his uh, carries are at the moment, but uh, that's more receptions than I anticipated and way ahead of his pace uh, at Illinois over the years. He was averaging more like high teens, so he'll he'll get over that uh, Two two attempts on the on the ground, by the way. Okay. Um. Uh, next up from Joe Ashworth. Uh, this is borderline segment fishing. So this is my only question for the week. Assume the season ended today. Please give me the names of three coaches who should be safe and th- three who should be gone. Adding for what it's worth, I'd say Hawkins, Gilmore, and Jordan are safe. And three of the hottest seeds are Ells, Johnson, and Hazelton. Well, I think this pod's been consistent on get rid of Ross Ells. Yeah, uh, immediately. So Rossell's is coordinator of special teams. I think last year, even we had a number of issues with penalties on special teams. The execution has been subpar this year on special teams. And uh, Ells went from recruiting linebackers and coaching linebackers, which were uh, bad and not getting recruits, to coaching Nichols. So he has... Truly one person on the field that he is responsible for coaching at any one time. And it is the position that we had to move a safety to 
because that position was not getting it done. Mm. Fire Ross Ells. Uh, I hate to do this to the boomstick, but you got to put Harlan Barnett on yes, this list at F's, this point. Get out. Get out. I'm sorry. I, uh, I know that he's a Spartan legend, but it, it's just, I don't. It's time. I don't see where it's working. Uh, I am. I think Marco Coleman is is owed another year, though. Um, you know, but Scotty Hazelton. I have. I, I I'm have, fine. Firing him too. Yeah, he's probably going to be fired. I, I this may be unpopular. I don't care. Mel Tucker has got to be fired as coach of the cornerbacks. We need oh. somebody who knows how to coach the cornerbacks. And it ain't Mel. To be fair, I mean, I don't think it's fair for him to be coaching a position group. He's got enough shit going on this season. Uh, but Christ. Crah. He had to do that so they could afford to bring in BT Jordan. Mm-hmm. But if you fire uh, uh, Ross yep. Uh, you can either loop that person in the nickelback in with the linebackers, or you can mix mix, uh, mix them in with the the cornerbacks. It doesn't really matter. Um, well, and I think, and the other thing that Pavokes have talked about, this is a little different than firing. If you're not going to fire Hazelton and Jay Johnson, that's fine. You cut their guaranteed salaries in half, fifty percent. Really, should be cut them by eighty five percent and tie it all to incentives. Everything is to incentives. Could you interrupt one pass? Here's $30,000. Could you interrupt two passes? Here's $75,000. I don't care what the incentives are, just so far as they are there. He shouldn't be earning more than $30,000 a year guaranteed salary at the rate at which he's coaching. So just think that's right. Like it's a pick six and literally it's $150,000. Just sprinkle it on him. I will bring the cash. Sprinkle. That's it. I don't think but he gets paid if the first interception is right late. Yeah. You don't get paid if, if like you don't get a pick until this point in the season. Pass. And by the way, that pick shouldn't have even happened. Fine. Like yes, correct. Fine. We didn't talk about that either. But anyway, uh, who are you? Who's safe? Because I will, I, I will agree with uh, Jordan. Uh, the most effective pass rusher on this team, Jacoby Windeman, who is getting doubled and uh, and pushed yeah. and and chipped, the uh, is someone that BT Jordan worked with for a really long time. So you you can tell that the investment over time probably is going to pay off. Yeah, he, he's also recruited at a really high level, so that is going to pay off. Yeah. But uh, Hawkins, I probably also agree with. I mean, yeah. seems to recruit really well as well. Yeah. I like Ephraim Reed. He seems like a, a nice guy. So we'll, we'll keep I, him. I, Maybe why? Marco Coleman is who I should have said instead, though. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, next up from the Elon Bloom. Uh, will the early schedule for basketball prep them for Big Ten play or will it wear them down considering the limited roster? Eric, I love you pivoting. I love you already pivoting to basketball. Uh, I... I am beginning to worry about this schedule. I don't beginning. It's beginning not, to worry. Are you drunk? Not, for the no, first not time. not the not the wins and losses. I'm worried about the health of the team. Yeah, that's fair. Like this isn't a. I, I don't care if we go zero and seven. I mean, I care, but like, fine. If you're competitive yeah. in zero and seven, you might say we might have a real team on our hands. 
but playing like just getting bodied. Uh, th- hmm. Uh, yeah. Also on the subject of basketball, Elon Bloom asks, who's the most important player for the basketball success this year? Not the best player, the most important. It's Max Christie because he's left because he's left. That was the most important decision that could have been made for this program. Thanks you, Max. I actually think this is a really tough question because AJ Hogard, you have backup with Tyson Walker. Uh, I, maybe it's Malik Hall or Pierre Brooks ends up being the most important. Pierre, Pierre Brooks, Brooks might be. I mean, in the sense that Pierre Brooks allows more flexibility if he can play serviceable minutes. Are you ready he, for Joey Hauser to be the most important? Player? I know that literally though. I'm like, cause that's the, if I, that yeah. Pierre Brooks take is not a good one, but it is Joey Hauser. And that is upsetting to me. Three years ago, me is very angry right now. <laughs> Years ago, me. I think I think you're overstating the number of years there. I think you mean last year. You, yeah. well, really, before you moved, before no, you moved to Max Christie, no, three Joey games Hauser. ago, you is very listen, upset. Right listen, now. I was at least equanimous around Joey Hauser last season. Two years no. ago, me was apoplectic. No, no, no. Two years ago, me was apoplectic. Last year was not great, but it was not as bad as two years ago. Sure. Because we had Max Christie. That is fair. It is Max Christie. He was the foil. Yes. But going back to football, uh, Elon Bloom asks, was the loss of William Piegler greater than we thought it would be as the running back coach? How's Florida doing this year? I have paid no attention. Who cares? Undefeated. Piegler doesn't get credit for Kenneth Walker. That's fair. Like, I mean, and I the mean, one he guy a that he bit, right? Didn't he find him in the portal and bring him to Tuck? Fine, but like he didn't make... He, as a coach, he didn't make Kenneth Walker Kenneth Walker. And a guy that he was actually responsible for developing, Jordan Simmons, is got passed by Eli Collins and two transfers who are bozos at best. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I just... And starting. Piegler, I, I mean, may end up being a really great football coach. Um, I don't know that I give him a hat tip for Kenneth Walker, though. I mean, beyond if he found him cool, but like beyond that, he didn't coach that. He didn't develop that. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, good, next good, up from the verbose Dutch, why doesn't oh, he like hey, opportunity to run the ball? Uh, Mr. Dutch, good to have you back. I presume Dutch. You? Yeah. Plum, you? Did you assume it? I always used to think that verbose Dutch was a woman. I think I've been corrected. I think for both such as not a woman. This is a subject that I think we've talked about at length, but uh, good to have you back for most Dutch. Welcome. Um, How do I pronounce this? Grandma Kunj. That seems like the most offensive way to say it. Are we officially in the point where the coordinators are making chicken diarrhea out of chicken shit? (laughs) The players are not lacking as much talent as they come off as. But seeing us this dysfunctional on defense is almost impressive. This is where I announced to the pod that Grandma Kunj is my shadow account. And (laughs) I'm grateful for the phrase chicken diarrhea, which I will be using immediately. And welcome to the vernacular. Yeah, this is it. The chicken diarrhea. Um, We kind of just talked about this. I mean, I think that's I think I like the way the question is framed. 
because it presupposes that in fact the talent gap isn't as much of the issue as we think it is. This is execution, right? I mean, look at Peyton Thorne. Peyton Thorne's issues are execution and coaching. I mean, at the end of the day, they're execution and coaching because he has the talent. We know he has the talent, so he doesn't have the time. We, one could say, well, you know, his O-line isn't giving him any time. Okay, well, then again, execution and coaching. So, yeah, but I think we've, I think we've covered it. it. Chicken diarrhea is for sure the phrase here. I look at the secondary as being like the most representative. Unforgivable, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, next up, from grandma, uh, in the case, in case this isn't clear, forget the scheme, which we all have maintained we hate and have done something to change. Is the coordinator coaching actually making the talent we do have worse? What do you think, Jonesy? That is, I, is round the of applause actively bad for this the Great talent that we do have? Question. Maybe. Uh, but the, the thing is like they've, they've, they've changed from zone to man back to zone. They've blitzed, they've not blitzed, they've disguised coverages. Like at some point in time, if you want to get on them about the coaching component, right? That literally I'm downloading something into your brain, the, the, the pedagogical aspect of, of being a coach. Fine. Like maybe they're just a bad coach, uh, but I, I also if you if you are going to, I think I said this last week. If you take over a program and you want to do things differently than the way they've been done before, at some point in time you have to start coaching to that. Yeah, and you have to start recruiting to it. You got to coach to it, and and it may be ugly. But like the second you stop coaching your new guys on it so that you develop that talent system, talent bed is like, are we supposed to run four, three and, and uh, press quarters until, you know, the Narduzzi system until, until when, like yeah. at what point in time can you make a change as a coach? Yep. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe, but like, that's why it's worth remembering Pat Narduzzi's defense was horseshit for the first three years Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna i'm willing if mel tucker actually believes in scotty hazelton and i'm not saying he should but if mel tucker is doubling down on it i'm gonna have faith in mel and i think hazelton gets at least until next year we'd like to see some improvements but the year after that because of covid and the covid recruiting class i think you can make you can choose to make an excuse if you want. I don't want two more years of shit defense, though. It can't be this bad anymore. Yeah. Because next we, year it has to be better. It even has with to those be wins last year, the defense was, was bad. Was yeah. terrible. Particularly in the secondary. Kiski's up asking first, uh, what are you drinking? Which should have been a real first question even ah, before the good. Mike Jones. But Keith, as you know, uh, we kind of answered that. Fantastic liquors available wherever. Uh, liquor is available in the state of michigan go pick them up uh next up uh do defensive yards allowed matter jonesy uh yeah so i wanted to i wanted to take this question because i don't know if you saw the big 10 network had a thing where they asked each coach the most overrated uh stat Mm -hmm. uh guess what kirk ferentz's was um the most overrated stat 
Yeah. Uh, players run off from the program for uh, institutional racism. Nepotistic yeah. hires for mm. more racism. Yeah. Uh, offensive yardage. <laughs> guess. Guess Mel Tucker's answer. Uh, defensive yards prevented. Total pass defense. There it is. Was Mel Tucker's most overrated stat. That's upsetting. That's Uh, very upsetting. Are these guys not self-aware? Or is this a joke? Maybe they're kidding. Maybe that's the joke. We're not in on it. Okay, I get it now. I I mean, I remember, what was it? It was one of the um, Lewerke teams that just couldn't do it in the red zone. Right, like could move from the twenties to mm-hmm. in between yeah. the twenties. Had a so crazy they, number of total yards, and then like really low points scored. Yeah. I yes. Uh, and so, so do defensive yards allowed matter? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. It, but like, I feel about them in the same way that I feel about time of possession in some ways. Like, mm. it it's not necessarily a great stat. Mm. Um, hmm. Oh, next uh, okay. next up from the keith ski uh what's more overrated picking your own apples or picking your own pumpkins Ooh, overrated as apples uh, yes you're taking, if you're, because if you're getting right. more than one pumpkin then it could be pumpkin but who's getting more than one pumpkin yeah right? yeah it's apples. I, I feel like picking out a pumpkin is like picking out a a christmas tree if that's a thing you do yeah with, exactly right? like you're gonna go for one yep and you're gonna take your time because you gotta get the right one or, you know, one. maybe you get one for each of you in the house or something. Fine, like but that. everyone's carrying their pumpkin. And yeah. picking the apples is a lot. Like, a you're lot. doing that for, like, an oh. hour. That's oh. time that could be had having donuts or eating yes. cider mm-hmm. or just generally. Spiking cider. Spiking cider. Yeah, Anything. that's that's all time better spent. Yep. Whereas a pumpkin, it's like, what, 20 minutes max for something is, like it, that? Is it round? Is there enough yeah. space to carve on? Cool. Yeah. I'm gonna uh, last up from Keithsky. I'm gonna pull him audible after having said not to do this question. This is the better question. Is Chip Kelly's progress at UCLA something MSU fans should look at for perspective? Yeah. So UCLA kind of a joke from a football perspective, and Chip Kelly also uh, a, a kind of a, a joke, a bit of a meme. Uh, and I believe is five. And did he lose a game? Um, I don't know how they fared this week. I was not paying no, attention to that. They won, and they so they'll go up in the like high or low teens in ranking. Then, in all likelihood, no, they're they're at eleven right now. Oh. So they are at eleven right now. So uh, yeah, it's W's over Bowling Green, Alabama State, South Alabama, Colorado, Washington, and Utah. So uh, a lot of fake programs, and then Washington, who we have to put some respect on their name, and then Utah, who was ranked at the time. Um, and next up, Oregon. So that was like a a slower, very slow at first, but much more consistent ramp. Yeah. Mel's is a little bit like we had a terrible season. We had a spectacular season. We had a terrible season. You know, he gets knocked down, but he gets up again. Yeah. You're never going to keep him down. I hate you both. Next up, John Hubbard. Whiskey drink? Answer the question. Uh, Gross. Um, all right, MSU has the four losses that would fulfill the eight-win season that was predicted. Nothing Perfect. but winning from here on out. Hand-chopping motion. 
Oh, please, let's not make that noise anymore. Uh, the John, I don't know what to say. It's it what is if it happens? What do you say if it happens? I get knocked down, but I get up again. Ah, very good. It's just going to be a Chumbawamba podcast. It would this. be a Chumbawamba tub thumping podcast. You are <laughs> next up from John is Bryce Barrett. Bar- Episode title is tub thumping, by the way. Yes. Keep, note it. Yep. Note, note it. it. Yep. Note it is right. Is Bryce Ballinger uh, guaranteed to win the race? No, no, say it, say it like it's written. Say it like it's written. Bryce... John Hubbard, Berlinger, please tell Berlinger. me, John Hubbard, yes. why you insist on disparaging and 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 disrespecting the only person who brings value to the program this year. Shame on you. This is not how we get eight wins, John. Uh Win the Ray Guy Award this year for simply being the best player on the entire team. He should. Answer he yes. Should. Answer he has should. to be yes. He should get the, the Mel Tucker Award for Kenneth Walker-isms. Uh, yes, yes, the Doak Award, the, the, the Camp Award. Can they give... Hey, this is a question. Yes. Why, haven't, why hasn't the punter ever won the Heisman? Well, until now. In some ways, we made the argument last year, and I think we were right too, that Kenneth Walker deserved the Heisman because he was, in fact, Michigan State football. This year... Same. Rex Specs is Michigan State football. He mm-hmm. deserves the Heisman. I don't think enough people are saying I this. Think, I think not enough people are saying the Heisman is for the best Michigan State football player. That's um, the better play. Also, did you guys see Kenneth Walker? Did Kenneth Walker things today in the NFL? Yes, Seahawks. Yeah. Come on, Kenneth. So fast. Yeah. So fast. Uh, all right. Next up, Spartan 18770. What corporal punishment should we administer to those fans who sold their tickets Saturday to the enemy? Not um, one student athlete came to the or one student came to the the game. The, the student section was empty throughout the entire game, so you can start there. Yeah, that's true. I don't care though. Uh, do you? Do you I mean, actually thought that the fan base turned out better than one could reasonably expect under the circumstances. I that was that was my take uh, on the game. Uh, apparently Spartan 18770 disagrees, but there's been a lot of losing and there was no hope for this one, but there was a lot of green, but Greg, you, uh, uh, you watched the game, um, notably everyone here watched the game. Um, Mm -hmm. and so the, if I had had tickets, I would have been at the game, Mm -hmm. um, for the entirety of it. so I don't I think I think we've talked about this before plenty that are I, ha- I have opinions on people staying at the game. So I. Yep. Anyway, uh, Spartan 18770. Fantastic for you. If you were there and you went down with the ship, I applaud you. But I also understand why some people decided not to. Uh, next up. Wait, wh- real quick, though. Can we just say, I think it's a BS argument that it's a more enjoyable experience to watch the game at home, which it is. Like, that is a fair statement. It's better and to watch the design, game. By design, like, yeah. they're making it actively worse in the stadium all the time. Right, but so that can't be the explanation for why you, uh, you choose to go to the game or not go to the game 
based upon whether the team is good. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's still way better to watch it at home. And so if you get the tickets, go to the game. Anyway. Next up, why do people scream bloody murder when they add eight more teams to the CFP, but not a peep when there's talk of adding more teams to the NCAA basketball tournament? Is this happening? I mean, yeah. Are they doing more expansion? They're talking about it. More play-in games? Play-in games? Uh, I think They're it's... part of the tournament, Kevin. It's not a play-in game. It's just part of the tournament. That's correct. That's correct. For me, the the difference is the, the violence that's involved in football and the wear and tear and those types of things. But I, I think it's a fair question. Spartan 18770. Cause like you go to the national championship game in college basketball and you're playing something like 34, 35 games over the course of. I think some months. people, some people say there that's a fair critique, but I think the one that's largely levied is about that somehow it diminishes the value of the regular season. In football, I I don't know that that's true. Um, at least I don't I don't buy that argument. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean, if if you want to talk about diminishing the value of the regular season, the place to start is like with the mid majors, where uh, it's the conference champion who goes to the NCAA tournament instead of you know the regular season <laughs> winner. Yeah. Um, but I I, I don't it, like. I don't have a problem adding more people to the basketball tournament either. Like no. bring on the chaos mm, yeah. more. Ba- like who complains about more basketball? Yeah. Uh, I get what you're saying though. Spartan 18770. And then finally, will Aiden Hutchinson go to the transfer portal before or after the end of this season? <laughs> I don't know what this is a reference to. I've watched he's, very little of the lions this year. He's getting handled by people. Uh, uh, m- who are mid. I have heard that maybe not playing like the second overall pick. Uh, Next up from the upper deck jerk guy. uh, When does Reed stop playing because he doesn't want to get injured more and starts Oreo over, over, over for the draft starts over for the draft. I do like knowing how the upper deck jerk guys phone auto. Correct. Yeah. Says a lot. We just got a little peek into, into that, how that system works. Mm. Um, the, The problem is, you got to get that film. He's got to show, you know, he's got to have something and he's a little bit undersized. So you can't fully rely on the combine for that. Uh, yeah. But the good news is he does seem to be coming back around. They even had him uh, pulling out punts, which I know he wants to do that because that's a role he thinks he can play in the NFL. It had me scared for him uh, and I didn't love <laughs> it personally, but I understand. Did you notice- Again, that that's something he wants to do. What's up? Ty- Tyrell Henry is doing kickoff return duty now, Interesting. Uh, which was yeah, like we're just gonna go out there and burn some red shirts. So mm. let's go for well. kick return, a thing you can fair catch and get moved to the twenty-five yard line. Kick return. We're gonna burn those red shirts. Uh, also from the Upper Deck Jerk Guy, how many more games until there are enough injuries that offensive players end up playing defense? Yes, this is a softball, so you can say our defense is offensive. <laughs> Yeah, so I actually read this as offensive because they scored, but I instead of offensive. But anyway, um, it is both. Plum. I hate them. Last, who should be our new head coach? Plum. Plum should be the new head coach. Listen, (laughs) 
I'll take a million dollars and do shit with it. The fuck's the difference? That's what you sell. It, the it pays, it pays more than a million dollars, by the way. It pays substantially. So then I'm doing it for a deal. I'm giving you yeah. a discount, MSU. Yeah, it, you could because you'll preach attention to details. Confirmed you'll listener preach. Alan Haller, please give me a shot. I'm gay. It's a diversity hire. All right, next up. Think Tyrone, of the headlines, Alan Haller. Think, think of, of the headlines. Think of local yokel, gay, plum. <laughs> local yokel, comma, gay, comma, comma is gay. It, is, is it in a positive or is it? It's in a positive. It is yeah, okay. <laughs> local yokel, gay, yeah. Alex Plum hired at only a million dollars. Does Gay nothing. becomes sort of a noun instead yes. of an adjective. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Still beats the Mac schools. Next up, Tyrone Couch. Would you rather be Johnny Spirit or Chris Solari? Oh. Wow. Chris, uh, Chris has been yes. catching even more strays than normal online. Uh, mm. uh, As someone is- that was at a tailgate that featured a two Johnny Spirit uh appearances going past us uh yesterday i can assure you you would rather be chris Lari. <laughs> that's fair yeah it's a weird fair. poor guy weird dude how long okay. has he been doing that too i mean the fact that chris solari was a student and johnny spirit was doing whatever creepy nonsense he does yeah yeah it's yeah. the self-inserting i think that is the real problem anyway uh next from tyrone couch uh what does does anyone think that uh coach mel tucker needs to watch the tape before having plans to change coaches how many tapes he needs to watch the tape before he says anything about the student athletes but apparently doesn't need to watch the tape before he says anything about the coaches it is interesting it is interesting uh yeah i mean what's he gonna he's not reviewing tape on the coaches though I mean, he, he knew what the play call was in the moment. Other than come wrong. On, like, come on, I'm just... I'm reading ahead. That's why I was distracted. Because Tyrone Couch's next I don't question... get this. I'm not, I'm not touching it. <laughs> I'm going to. Childish rant of the week. RC Cola. Disgusting. Bad take first, Tyrone. Love RC Cola. RC stands for Royal Crown. All right. Also, would the NBA make Steve Ho you fat? That seems definitely problematic. Change his name akin to former actor Penis Van Lesbian having to change his name to Dick Van Dyke. That is highly offensive. I think so, and fuck this defense. Good for him. Good for him. The question was exactly what we expect this late into the evening or day, whenever you're listening in Twitter questions. So... I say go for it. I don't know who the hell Steve Ho You Fat is. Does anyone know what that means? I don't know what it means. Uh, this There's got to be, be some play thing. on words for Ho You Oh, yeah. Fat. It, it, it's actually, that's a French basketball player. Uh, oh. uh, Steve Ho You Fat? Yeah. Ho You Fat? Uh, that's that's a real person. Okay. Yep. Very good. Well, great question then, Tyrone. Well done, you, and great job with penis and lesbian. <laughs> Next up, Jer Bear. First of all, Mr. and Mrs. Grooch are a terrific tailgate company at all times, and False. that's what I love about the MSU football family slash community. Wow. 
we're only such, Mrs. We're such is, nice. Only Mrs. Grooch's good com- company. Yeah, we're such I, nice company. We showed up. We drank a couple of his beers. Got out of there. Thanks, Chair. Thanks, Chair. Love you, buddy. Thank you. I think <laughs> I just took one out of his backpack. He was like, "All right, I'll see you later." So see that's that's later. on me. I know it's minor wins first up, but did Chuck Brantley look better to you? Uh, he was in the end zone. Other than that time that Chuck Brantley uh, uh, done fucked up and uh, just decided to cover the same zone as Angelo Gross. He wanted to go say hi to his friend Angelo. That's what that was about. Hey, buddy. Buddy. Uh, But yeah, he ended up in the end zone. That's better than usual. And I do like that Herb Street said, uh, see these guys, they said hi to each other here. That was Angelo Gross saying, don't mess this up. And then Chuck messed it up. Next up, who did Eli Collins offend? Uh, apparently, he said something about Mrs. Tucker. Yeah. Uh, that's the only that's reasonable the only explanation reason. for all that's of this. Correct. Mm. Is <laughs> I like this question. And is winning uh, Jonesy is winning the Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year and honor? Question mark. People are asking, and Jarek Broussard is looking for his award. <laughs> it is. Look, I think it's fair to say that uh, things don't count from the COVID year. I think that's what we've learned. Um, because if you can just cancel games willy nilly, uh, and then do that? still, uh, well, certainly you would not stop coming to games if you were found out to have canceled games uh, just for competitive advantage. That's for sure. Um, next up, Shartford. Would MSU defense be able to stop the Iowa offense? Genuine question at this point. There, there's an idea of a uh, of a future Big Ten where there's so many teams that there's like either a playoff for the uh, the the Big Ten championship game, or there's like some kind of like seeding situation or deliberate kind of like pairing of teams. And man, to see something like that happen would be spectacular. Just truly like science demands. Kevin, I'm I'm curious. You recall the Red Box Bowl. I remember. I remember. Have you you've not forgotten? The Washington State uh Red Box Bowl. Uh what did no, that no, no. that's the holiday bowl you're thinking oh. of. You mean you mean Oregon. Oregon was it's so weird because Oregon's known for scoring points, but that game was where did that end? Six to nine three six. or something like that? I thought it was nine six. But nice. yes. Same ballpark. Uh so I just don't know why you would will something like that into the universe, is is kind of what I'm getting at. Um next up from Shartvert. How many inches is too many inches? Take that question in whichever context you'd like. Plum. No, that that feels homophobic. It is. The answer is seven and a half. (laughs) Next question. Is this defense worse than anything rolled out during John L. Smith? The answer is it looks to be so. There's no bandit. No bandit. Uh, honestly, yeah. I think he might. I think Sharver might be asking this question like genuinely because like he doesn't he's only heard the legends of John L. Smith. He doesn't actually he didn't experience those or if mm. he did, he was just a wee lad. Oh, uh, yeah. I'll, let me say this to you, Sharver. The thing about the John L. Smith teams was I remember at one point in time it was 
we're undefeated if we score 35 points or more. <laughs> and, and you have to keep in mind, this was at a point in time where the average score of a game was right. not that high. Like, it it was the it was the coaching. It's it, so like it, it's not that the defense is better or worse, or the offense is better or worse. It's the scary part is the attention to detail and the consistency yeah. in execution. That's yeah. the part that is like, hmm, this is interesting. Next up from Nate C, uh, specifically for Alex Plum, spent the day ignoring MSU. Seems <laughs> like I made the right choice. What do you think? And then posts a beautiful Jeep life picture. Oh, beautiful. Oh my God. I, what beautiful. is it with Jeep people? Well, we're both handsome and delightful and Jeep love life, book. love living, love being I guarantee you, great Bert Bielema owns a Jeep too. You are sick and I hate you. It's a, it's a Jeep. Uh, truck though, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Does that you made? Yeah. Well, you, where you are made the Jeep right choice? People, this is uh, not Jeep a Jeep truck. truck. No, this is not a Jeep truck. No, we're saying, where are you? On oh, Bilama, Bilama would definitely have a Jeep truck. I am anti the Jeep truck. I do not think it is good. And what I really hate is when I give That's the Jeep wave to a Jeep truck driver, who, in my opinion, does not deserve the Jeep wave because what the is Renegade the Jeep is Jeep wave. It's the two finger wave over the steering wheel that every Jeep driver knows and gives to respective Jeep drivers. It's a Jeep thing. I said it. All right, next up. I've got my own Jeep wave. I bet you do. Good Uh, for you. Next up. Honestly, basketball is going to be the same, so everyone might as well get used to being the butt of the sports jokes. We will be the same at first, but maybe Uh, over time. There we go. And then finally, to Alex Plum, just keeping it Jeep the whole time. Uh, What trail should I hit next weekend? I don't have a four-day... Is this? I don't know what that means. I, I, I think a it's a four-day four weekend. Is what he's what he's saying. So it's got to be local to San Diego. Are you making recommendations for San Diego? I wish I could. I are the you just one to see what trail you're going to be on and be like, I'll find you there. Find me in San Diego. There's like a coral something, isn't there? A golden coral, coral golden. I don't know what that's called. I know that's a restaurant. There's something with a word coral in it. I think that I recall from random days in San Diego that I think is no HV, but I don't know in what proximity it is to san diego that's my suggestion jack stone trail just drive right out watch the game nate c next up from mamapa leaf what's your preference and in what order recliner rockery chair slash chesterfield with ottoman the fuck is a rockery i think maybe i just added the y on accident oh Uh, great it's work it's recliner and this whole ottoman business or like if i don't know the rocker comes in third for me, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, rocker is a, a distant third. If you're if you're gonna have a couch with a yeah. with an ottoman, just have a chase lounge. You coward. <laughs> just commit to it. It's good. It's good. Come on. It's good. Next up from Mama, but Mama belief. Uh, multiple losses in a row. No coaching help anywhere because no one's talking it up online anymore. Uh, online two words. Mama belief. Injuries from too much typing for research and most recently meeting up with a behemoth silver-tongued questionnaire. So, what's a Twitter question ranking contestant to do? I don't... I have oh, that was no good. She is. buried the lead on that. She was referring to herself the whole time when we all thought she was talking about the football program. Great question. You win this week, Susan. Last up from Mama Believe. Autumnal colours will be peaking in lower <laughs> Michigan and eastern Pennsylvania at the same time this year. Which vibrant? Hold on. 
Does that change year to year? I don't know. Okay. Consult the Farmer's Almanac. Which vibrant hue will awe you the most? The red, the yellow, or the orange? And will you enjoy raking the leaves? Second I think part. it's the red. No. No one enjoys raking the leaves. Also, why are you raking? Mulch. Just run the mower over them and let them fertilize your lawn for next year. Come on, people. That is what the MSU Extension uh, Master Gardener Society says to do. Oh, my yeah, God. No shit, because it's the right thing to do. This Very isn't good. complicated. Mulch, mulch, mulch. Uh, yeah, the red. The red. Always Thinking 1835 asks, please rank based on how much you like them. <sighs> Trees, God. lakes, mountains, oceans. This shit gets real boring at the back end. Uh, <sighs> he doesn't mean that. We appreciate all of our Twitter questioners and all Chris of their rank order questions. <laughs> <laughs> the I answer is lakes, my... mountains, oceans, trees. Like, really? Trees. No, I Tree love wet. trees. Oh my God, trees is my number one. How dare you? But the, it doesn't even trees, belong in this list. Trees, if for me, it's trees, lakes, oceans, mountains. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Coward. Mountains. Yeah. You guys are both wrong. Mountains. All right, next up, always thinking 1835. On my first ever whale watching trip this week, brag, I had an unbelievably <laughs> spectacular view, uh, Good. For, I'm sorry, spectacular fortune, see a North Atlantic right whale, of which there are 366 in the world. Wow. What is the most improbable thing that's ever happened to you? That's a really specific number. Like, how, how can they yeah, be so I sure? Do, I, yeah, there's some questions around that. Mm-hmm. Also, I think uh, existing is probably my answer. Oh, oh wow. Way no, to I was, take it there. I was literally just thinking so many of us, like the coaching staff at Michigan State, are just losers. But at one point, part of you was a sperm, and you beat out like a fuck ton of other sperms to, to inseminate that egg. That was a win. That was a real, real win. I've been collecting W since day one, baby. Good for you. All right. Uh, next up, from Mr. Neurotic Pants, one, for those who haven't paid attention, is MSU basketball going to be competitive this year? Define yes. competitive. Yeah, yes. that's right. It should be. <laughs> I'm, I'm co-signing on yes. Okay. Next up from Mr. Erotic Pants, would you like to kiss my ass for being no. one of four MSU fans to witness Adam Nightingale's first victory? Bowling Green just happened yesterday. Uh, the proletarian dullards threw beer and <laughs> urine on me. I was the winner in five altercations, but I refused to take my Spartan jersey off, even in a sea of brown. Uh, Grandma would be proud of you. Bowling Green travels? Uh, is that true? Does Bowling Green hockey travel? Was it not on the road? Uh, I thought it w- both games were, were at Munn. Oh, were they? Uh, this seems but, to suggest that they weren't. So they lost at home and then won on the road? Oh, they split the pair? I didn't know. Yeah, they, they did split. Uh, mm-hmm. Nightingale lost. Oh, yeah. Apple... At Bowling Green yesterday. Go for that. Wow. That makes well, sense because Mr. Neurotic Pants was at the tailgate. We know that's that right. he now lives yes. in Ohio. So that, right. that makes perfect sense. Glad you um, went and represented us, Raymond. XOXO. Last up this week, not just for Raymond, but for all of us. This week in Spartan Nation. DNR officers cast doubt on Izzo's claim to have rescued a girl from a bear. 
even in Nag- Nag- even in Nagani, we'd see that at 7 p.m. in front of Subway. At a charity fundraiser, D'Antonio gives Tuck a hat reading, Horseshit Coach. <laughs> the joke goes over poorly. Danton Cole and Scotty Hazeltine are seen walking into a local dispensary. You guys sell any other drugs? That's good. It's cute. Uh, And we all need a little something to get through the games. But, uh, gentlemen, for now, it is a resounding go green and maybe go white. Maybe we can get a W this week. Maybe. Mm. This is the one. They don't even have a head coach. All right, guys. Go white.